Weird hair. Ah, ah. I got. You know it. what you're doing? Pushing them buttons like this. No, not really. <laughs> We're here on live on live. We are here on live Faz Radio today. <laughs> Absolutely happy That's, Friday, everyone. Just without drinking anything here. I could turn the light on in front of me. Or turn it off. Turn the light on above me. See, that's above me. That's in front of me. That's both. You're supposed to be playing with your lights in the green room, man. I was. <laughs> so we got some interesting stuff today, right? Right? We do. Very interesting. Very, very uh -oh. interesting. Uh oh, the announcement has not gone off, but that's okay. We have one person's already in. Oh, yeah, we did forget to do that. You kicked me out of the green room before so I quickly. approved the announcement. Yeah, we got to approve the announcement. That's okay. We can broadcast for a while. <laughs> the, the people That's that are right. on right now are the subscribers who get who get a little bell ring when, whenever Faz Radio starts. So 735. These are the true, 735. These are the true people, the people that care. <laughs> I'll tell you. Um, last night's show, Faz, <laughs> in... Easily, easily of the 109 shows that we've done over the last two years, um, easily in my top five for best shows. That was that was an epic show last night. That is good. We uh, we not only had Nate with us, uh, who always brings a hell of a great conversation. Betty, who was playing that uh, grit. Like there was no tomorrow. He got his ass handed to him a bunch of times, but uh, that was excellent for in the background while we were talking. And Anthony at the end, amazing, right? Instantly, I, I, I can't stop saying it. Instantly, everything he's talked about in the Discord now for the past two, three months that was like halfway over my head, it instantly made sense when he explained it the way he did last night. And that brought me to a whole new level with these nodes. Yeah. I, I've, I feel amazing you... today. It, it was stressful. I, I'm serious. I wasn't playing around yesterday. I am very weak on what these nodes are, what they do, how they operate. And he, he brought me from like level 10 of 100, probably to 60 of 100, just by backfilling what, I, what I've been reading. Well, the question, is, the question is, are you trying to to suggest maybe that we have Mr. Anthony on the show. Oh, absolutely. I, if he'll grace us with uh, an hour or so of his time, I absolutely want to get him booked on Faz Radio. We should. That sure would be a heck of a conversation. And, and I know there's a ton of community members who would love to be there listening to that as well. So we can. He is a so, huge resource. I I don't understand. You know, sometimes where you people don't recognize people of of Anthony's uh, capabilities and qualities. Um, he is a he is a huge resource for this community. Thank you, Anthony, for being here. Speaking of that, um, speaking because he he's talking about nodes. Uh, a retired astronaut has contacted me again. Um, I've been working to get him on the show, or rather, he's been working to get on the show. He's still interested in being on the show. Oh, good. You have something to approve here, an announcement. Where? Oh, private chat. There we go. 
live talk web one web two web three yeah we normally do this in the green room but we forgot the announcement today so yeah we wanted to we're getting later and later guys and and we apologize uh we're supposed to go on around eight and every week we end uh, up like eight later eastern. and later that's eight eastern right <laughs> i keep forgetting time zones yeah um oh uh i know uh, quickly now yes let's do this let's go uh talk and So why don't you introduce so they're not sitting there looking at dead air? <laughs> I know because I'm used to being in the green room. This is what we're doing. Okay. Why why don't you get us started about the big topic about why community sucks? About why community sucks. So, well, I think your question was, what is the role of a crypto community? Yes. And, and that's the clickbaity title, you know, community sucks. So <laughs> I think community sucks because you, you asked uh, me to start and now you're starting it on it. Well, I was going to get you started because oh, okay. we talked about it and then you keep saying, oh, well, we were in the green room. So here's why community sucks. They don't <clears> know <throat> what they're supposed to be doing. So if you're in a project, whether it's a gaming company, your favorite coin or token, an NFT drop, you know, I know we did uh, Eternal Clays. We love Eternal Clays, right? So what is it about that? What is the role of the community for those projects? What should they be doing? What shouldn't they be <coughs> doing? Uh, what is their role in how that project develops? That I, I really wanted to so, talk about that. So here's the problem. This is why community sucks. Because crypto projects, when they first started out, um, you had a lot of rug pulls. You had a lot of rugs. Um, but there were probably some good ones out there. And really, the communities were just to just to hype the, the the coin. Any new coin or NFT project that would come out, they would have somebody hyping it. Um, and the Discord was a great way to to get you you, you want to hype a project. Um, you're going to do best among its loyal followers. So if you get a community over there and you just whip up the community, they'll buy more and more. And that's basically how I think it started, which is just the whole like. Uh, what do you call that pyramid scheme kind of thing where you're hyping people up? Um, I think after a while, people realized, hey, you know, community can help out with the project. We're doing this for you. And they have this whole customer service aspect. But I think that that's not exactly what well, caught on for a while. But now that we have another bear market, it's kind of not or it's kind of waning. <laughs> And now people are all getting pissed off. Like, hey, you promised like the land of milk and honey and we all we got is dog shit. <laughs> you know what? I, I think you kind of sum that up perfectly by saying it that way. So so you've talked about this before where you said, you know, the community demands things and they should not be demanding things. Uh, almost like you're saying they should be grateful for whatever they well, get. I don't. I don't think I didn't say that they shouldn't be demanding things. Uh, there's a context with with every project. Now, I think you're you're trying to talk about in the context of Gala Games. 
uh, Gala well, games. Really, any and you can use Gala, but I was talking about like like any of them. So when you join, what what are you supposed to be doing in there? I mean, people just talk to other people. Is it to suggest things? Is it well the so again? That's going to depend on the project. However, I would assume that the goal is for people to get on Discord, learn about the project, learn about what NFTs they can buy, find out how they can give to the project. I think that's kind of you know, whenever I've gone to it, it's like, where's where do I find like the links to go buy the things? Or how can I find out more to see how the company is set up and stuff like that? That's what I do. But when you see people talking over there, they're just, you know, naming all these happy attributes about the NFTs or project they like. Oh, I really like this game when you do this. And and it's just, okay. Uh, do you I, think that they have a, a right to to have a say in what the company does okay so do you notice how i don't even go there because you know <laughs> that's where you, i'm pushing you <laughs> okay the reason i'm not going to go there where go go the reason i'm not going yeah. there is because i really see a discord at best as an enthusiast group like a commodore 64 enthusiast group hey this is where you can find some games here look i made a game here look here's some links online blah 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 they're a bunch of enthusiasts yay um but can these enthusiast groups actually get the commodore to to make a new computer uh, no um i mean commodore now of course that's a really old one but let's let's just use something new like i don't know raspberry pi I haven't been on their their Discord if they have one, but I bet they would. Now it would seem to me that Raspberry, if they were if they were smart, would look at what their group wanted and try to pander to the group, like, oh, we're gonna put out a feature because you guys have asked for it, or or give us your two cents. I think that's different for every company that does that. And a lot of companies do that and they never they never exactly listen to their communities. So now when we get into crypto projects, remember these communities started out as, as hype squads. <laughs> All of a right. sudden these hype squads want to have some legitimacy. Kind of like, you know, the monkeys in, in the 1960s, they came out as a, you know, a TV show. And after a while, they kind of wanted to be their own band and nobody mm -hmm. ever legitimized them. And poor guys, because they had pretty good music, but whatever. So the, the crypto community, you know, all these hype discords are trying to legitimize themselves by saying, no, we're an actual community now. We can actually help vote in whatever. And in the case of Gala Games, Gala Games is whipping them up by saying, yeah, yeah, you can you can choose. You can do this. We want to include you in. And so it's like, great. How are we going to be included in? And they go, hold on. And then, you know, <laughs> they go, wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay, we have a vote this month. You know, we have a vote this month. Maybe the next month they have a vote. But then, you know, everybody has their opinions. And then they're like, what? We're including you in, right? What do you What do you want? So I can understand from Gala Games' point of view when they get a little bit kind of wondering why people are really demanding a lot of close, um, close involvement, because I don't see, you know, other products out there that give me such a close involvement. But the hype tastic crypto community says, "I look, I spent ten fucking thousand dollars on your stuff." Um, I deserve more than that. I think that's in the process of of hashing out at the moment. I, I don't think it's 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 still kind of up in the air 
whether this community, whether a crypto community can actually have influence over a project. That's, so that's my long-winded answer. Well, I mean, you have you have these communities, and I know my Discord is full of, I've got probably 30 projects on Discord uh, smattered all along, you know, my channel list window, my server list window. And they're all a little bit unique, but the the goal of all of them seems to be that engagement and that that sense of closeness that you can have. And that is one thing. And and you've brought this up to me before, and and I maybe didn't acknowledge it as much as I I do, uh, or I should I should say, uh, especially with Gala. Um, it, it is unusual from what I'm seeing as to how much they do engage with the community. A, a lot of these other discords, if anybody's there, it's just mods and uh, community members who maybe have the, the seniority side of it, where you have executives on a daily basis interacting with people on a very regular basis. Um they know people by name. They know them by personality. Uh, it is a very, very close relationship on the Gala side. And I think that kind of fuels what we'll talk about later with the uh, the idea of too much passion, perhaps, and, and the pros and cons of that. I, I do think, though, that that community needs to understand that they are... I guess, privileged in a sense to be able to have that sense of closeness that they wouldn't have with Epic Games or Sega or uh, Xbox people, the, the game creators or the platform creators. It's a whole mm -hmm. different world. Absolutely. So the crypto. So the crypto community, I think, or crypto in general is which which one is it? Is it me or him? okay? Thank you. <laughs> I, I think I, we're I, all three moving it at the same time. <laughs> so I, I think crypto in general is trying to legitimize itself as a real asset type, real digital asset type. I mean, you have uh, an asset type, which means you have like uh, real estate, you have bonds, you have stocks, you have currency. And crypto, I think, really wants to make itself its own asset type, which is, you know, not any of those things. That way you can have the the asset because they're called digital assets. You can have the asset angles of of like real estate and securities, but not some other. But but they but they're also kind of currencies, too. So. I think this this area is still sussing itself out and we don't know what it's going to be. The problem is we're not going to know what it's going to be until government authorities actually embrace crypto. And they're not going to embrace crypto, unfortunately, until crypto distinguishes itself. Um, so there, there, there's a catch 22. I don't know how long it's going to take for. For, for crypto to, to get where it needs to be. And of course, community becomes part of that. If crypto becomes something really specific and well-defined, and Titan's gone. 
<laughs> there he is. If crypto, I was just some, getting my water. <laughs> if it becomes something specific and well defined, then a community is going to be easy, easier to coalesce and easier to define. At the moment, I think the the communities are still a bit degens. They're all degens just wanting to pump a coin. And you got some good people in there that would like to play the the NFT games or collect the NFT art or collect the coin, but there's still a lot of degens in there. I don't think that's a bad thing. Um, I, what I do think is is that also leads to some of the butt hurt that we've seen in some of these communities where people are feeling as though, and again, perceptions everything. They're feeling as though that these companies are taking advantage of that that closeness and that ability in order to whip them up into a frenzy and FOMO sell them things, whether it be NFT board apes or uh, whether it's whatever product they have. And I, I'm not sure where that line is and how clear that is. And if that's the right thing to do, I mean, I, I don't think there's anybody that I've seen out there that's nefarious for that. I mean, they're not trying to uh, elicit problems with with FOMO selling and uh, taking advantage of the relationship with the community. I think if nothing else, the only negative part of that would be they're making that promise that the community will be involved and the level of involvement is actually close to zero. The level of listening is pretty high, but the level of involvement is pretty low. Yeah. Okay. So great. Ask the community what the hell it wants to be. Uh, I, I think the community that was trying. part of this. Okay. Okay. I was hoping. Hey, Zorro. I was hoping to get uh, more comments. I think our announcement just went out, which is why we've been pretty quiet in the chat. I think I think the communities are trying to say that they want to be extremely involved with projects. And and that's kind of there there's a lot of regular gaming well, let me let me back up and and talk about Gala Games again. I think Gala Games community wants to be a lot like the best gamer uh game communities out there. You know, I'm, I'm sure, you know, Team Fortress probably has a community that and, and stuff like that. But there's Gala Games did kind of talk people into thinking that they'd have a lot closer role than they wound up having with the game. I, I think people feel some ownership over the crypto NFTs that they purchased. I mean, ownership in the company, even like, hey, you wouldn't be successful without us. Um, that is that's a, a bit really of, good point. That's a bit of a problem because if you're going to make NFTs properly, they they can't be dependent on one entity controlling them. Well, the the big deadpan giveaway. I mean, it's really really easy to spot. You know how that is. You go in Discord, and they make a comment, and they say, "We are going to do this together. This is what we are going to do this first quarter." And there, the word we, I see it constantly. And that right there is the dead giveaway that maybe they're a little bit too deep into that ownership and they have power when they really don't. That I noticed that a while ago, but it, it brought to my attention 
just last week, I, I flipped through the Gala Gold channel. I don't do that often, but I kind of flipped through it. And every single sentence was, we this and we that. We're going to go here. Uh, we're going to take this to the next level with, with that. And these are just ordinary gold members, right? They've been they've been given the illusion that they're in that together with them while they're in that together with them in the spirit of what they want to see they're not in it together from the business sense and and it's hard to draw that line i think sometimes you see that with a lot of online games too though and and i i like to use star citizen cuz star citizen is all about you're going to help us out and we this and we that and it turns out to well, we just let you know what we're doing. And, you know, you got to choose the color of the spaceman that we made and, and stuff like that. It's, it, we got a yellow spacesuit because the community really wanted one. They got together and they, they were able to lobby us and, and, and get something proper. But we have 12 other spacesuits that, that we want, too. So they, they, the gaming companies definitely let you know who's in charge. But with crypto, people seem to think that they are in charge and let's let's make this clear that you're not okay if you have an nft from a project you have an nft you don't have a, a stock in the company i know people act as if they do which means they're demanding that their crypto their nft is a security okay if you want it to be a security then you need to follow all the security rules, which means you need to put, you know, give them your name, address and phone number and, and let them know when and where you bought it. And, and uh, they, they have there's there's certain rules about KYC that's in there. So that's a problem. Um, people want their cake and they want to eat it, too. They don't want to be uh, it to be a security, but they want security like aspects of these projects. Really what they are, in my opinion, is when you have a bunch of people buying NFTs for a game. They're like the audience of a, they're like the, the fans of an ice cream shop. If it wasn't for us, you guys be out of business. Yeah, you're right. So tell me what store doesn't have a group like that that says if it wasn't for us. Well, it, and, and that goes back to uh, discussions that we've had in the past as well about the cost of said NFT. So if people are buying $8 NFTs for games, their sense of, of the, quote, ownership of that company is way different when people went out and buy $70,000 NFTs. Well, that's a good point. So the, the, the reason that they sell $70,000 <laughs> NFTs is because they have this concept where you can rent them out and make money with them because they're trying to show you're buying an asset. Kind of like you might be buying a house and be able to rent that out. So here's the thing. That's the security, buy, though. I, I know. But if you were to buy a, a – exactly. That's what I'm getting at. So if if you were to buy a house, though, from a house company, if you were to buy two houses from a house company, would you feel like you owned that company or owned a part of that company? Oh, my God, no. Uh, no, you don't. What? I answered that one for you. It's it's way different than than a house, though. Um the the way that this works, and and we should probably dovetail. It, I, I shouldn't have separated it in the uh, in the description, but this goes right into the community feeling way way too invested and getting way too passionate uh, with that project, right? So I think that that level that people have is 
absolutely directly correlated to the dollar amount they've put in. And there are people on these platforms that have put in two, three, four thousand dollars and have come already? out. No, it's, I told you that I, ice cream, man, that it okay. gives my stomach a mess. Um, so they they go into that with seven, eight million dollars on the back end when a project pops like that. I mean, I think it was two hundred and fifty dollars you could buy a board ape for when they first came out. And some of these people sold them for two, three, four million dollars. Some of these people spent, uh, you know, a thousand dollars on four apes, and they're, they're into seven, what's, eight figures. What's funny about board apes when they first came out? I saw two hundred fifty dollars for an NFT, and I was like, oh my god, I would never pay that much for an NFT. And, <laughs> well, and of little course, did they know. Well, whenever you're the first. You're gonna you're gonna be uh, the first of a trend. It's it's usually new and groundbreaking, and so I think if they knew that it was gonna be millions of dollars, they would have charged more. Uh, so as a result, uh, board apes have now kind of created a monster from for other projects out there because everybody tried to duplicate board apes and they failed. I mean, even our even our favorite one, Neverhood Clays or Eternal Clays, they're they're kind of board apes. <clears throat> yeah, they were. And, uh, you know, down the road, those could turn into something interesting, especially if Doug keeps going the direction he's going. Um, or it could go the other way with if you follow his Twitter, because he's kind of going back the way that got him in trouble the first time. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you never know what those are going to end up with. But there's there's people on the other side of that. Right. Instead of investing three, four thousand dollars and coming out with millions, they've invested. And you know how I use that term. They've they've put money in at a level of one hundred and fifty thousand, two hundred thousand dollars. And they're sitting on sixteen thousand dollars right now. And you have the mix of those two. You have somebody super passionate over here because They've made a ton of money and you have someone on the other side, super passionate, but in the butthurt way, because they've gone from $200,000 to $16,000. So when you take these two paradigms and you put them together like that, it's like you get this, I picture like a planet forming in the universe, well, you're, this you're, swirl of, of you're, mess. You're describing you're you're describing degenerates again, degens, right? Who who yeah. come in the project just to make money, and really, if if you've spent all this money and you're butt hurt about it, it's because you were just <laughs> planning to make money on it. You're planning to speculate. So in that case, they're they're just treat, treating it as a like a horse race. It, it's gambling at that point. Okay, fine. So so that's the, that's that's the thing. Now, people did this. I'm going to use a term that you hate. People did this with Star Wars action figures. Oh, my God. We made it four shows without it. And here okay. it comes. So especially when the, the episode one, <laughs> two and three came out in the 90s, people, uh, the, the first action figures that they did, people were buying up in droves. I was one of them. OK. And so they, they bought them up because they figured, well, the old ones were worth a lot right now. These these new ones are going to be worth more. Guess what? They're not. Um, so. <laughs> So the, the old ones actually went up in value at the time in the 90s. And right now, the old ones, they aren't. So that, that's kind of the problem there. Is, is It was really just an opportunity for 
obvious. Oh no! So <laughs> it was Good really job, an opportunity. Producer. So the, the the kids that watched the movies, they they certainly liked to get the action figures, but it was the adults buying most of them. So great, you have a bunch of people that were uh, that were speculating on toys. That's what they're doing with NFTs right now, except the the amounts are bigger. That's very true. And a lot of people are butthurt right now because of that. The the NFT values across the board, not just in one particular project, but across the board are way, way down. And that does cause the butthurt. And uh, with, with the butthurt problem, there's one thing that you can do to avoid butthurt, and that's go to nerdnode.io. Nerdnode.io will take the butthurt out of running your nodes. One simple fee, $25 per node, they will get it set up personally with a human being that will walk you through the process. And at that point, you just can relax. Let them handle it all. They'll do it all behind the scenes. If you have questions, you can go straight to their Discord, talk to them about it. But that way, you're taken care of. They have a guarantee. If that node goes down and it's their fault, they'll still make sure you get your distribution. That doesn't apply, though, if the company that is providing the node goes down. There's no guarantee there. Either way, go to nerdnode.io, put your nodes with them, and let the butt hurt melt away. Good. What were we talking about before that? <laughs> uh, well, so Star we were Wars talking about Star figures. Wars action figures. Yes. And so the point is people are people are speculating. Most of the people in NFT uh, in the NFT arena right now are speculating. Okay. And they're getting butt hurt when their speculations fail. Cry me a fucking river. So that speculation is is something that we should probably talk about as it relates to the mentality of these companies who are providing these projects. So you you have these companies the and companies encouraging this? Well, so that's what I want to talk about a little bit. So you have traditional companies that are trying to break into this new place, this new area, this new way of doing business in the crypto sphere. And they call that Web3, right? So you and I have, have bickered about the definition of Web3 and your stupid ass spectrum argument, which I still think is horseshit. But it, it, regardless of what that definition is, you have a Web2 mentality, a traditional company mentality that's trying to succeed in Web3. And that's going to create two big problems right off the bat. Yeah. Number one, there's a problem with transparency, which is what we've been addressing the last few shows on here. What level of transparency Web2 companies are used to is not the same level of transparency a Web3 company is designed by their, designed by, wait, designed by and expected from the community. All right. There's different expectations about a Web2 company from the community than than there is. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm fucking up my the way I wanted to put that. So th- that mentality shift from the community mm-hmm. side is completely different than the shift in the corporate side, and that's creating friction. Can can we and, can we back up just a little bit first and describe yeah, the difference between Web two and Web three? Well, how about I do get, this? Yeah, how give about your I, definition. I do 
So yeah. let's let's just start with Web One. Web One is HTML pages. It was it was uh, uh, basically HTML pages. You could store some cookies, and the cookies would basically retain information between sessions when you jump when you're on a website it might remember your your news preferences or something like that web 2 is when you add security to it like banking security so bank websites start started becoming a thing when web 2 got popular you couldn't really have that before because people could just hack your cookie and there's there's some easy ways to do it cookies are fairly secure but but they can be hacked and at that time they were they're likely a lot more hackable web 3 is okay well we have the cookies we have the security now we're going to add the cryptographic we're going to add a blockchain into it and uh so now if you had a blockchain wallet uh, associated if you had one associated with your browser in some way you could then log on to the site using your blockchain wallet as the security instead of the security provided by the website which is web 2 um, so, so now the Web3 websites are no longer providing their own security. They're just doing the blockchain stuff. Um, there's not a lot of Web3 stuff out there, but there is there is some projects. I think uh, what was Black Eye Galaxy and, and uh, Star Atlas, and there there's a number there where you you pretty much have to have your uh, your wallet attached in order to get into your account. Actually, there's a number of them. OpenSea, of course, is another Web3 application. As long as you have a, a wallet that you can associate with with a crypto wallet, you can use the site. Um, so that's that's the difference. However, some sites uh, are are crypto project focused, but they don't have a uh, a wallet that you control associated with it. They have a wallet that they control associated with it, which means it's more like Web two security. Again, when you log on to your bank with Web2 security, your bank keeps track of all the security. Uh, Gala Games, which we like to talk about, has Web2 security. They're managing everything. They're managing a crypto wallet for you. But you got to go through their passwords and their security system in order to do it. There you go. You can continue. So, yeah, that was good. So you you have this mentality and, and there's... There's the Web2 mentality, which is your traditional company, and they are trying to to get as much of that Web2 mentality that they're comfortable with, and they're trying to stuff it in this box of Web3, and a lot of those, those moving parts are not compatible. And that mentality, I think, is one of the big reasons that there's a lack of adoption. I think that's one reason why they're they're not as maybe successful as they they could be because they keep trying to fit their their old traditional company models into this web 3 model. Well they they, they did that with web 2 also because mm-hmm. web 2 when it when it first came out um if you didn't have a bank website they still wanted to have some element of security on there and so so the web 1 sites would try to look like web 2 um, and of course they weren't, but there's a transition period. And I, I think it's easier with, with the current technology to do web two stuff. It's harder to do, to, to work with a new loosely defined, fairly loosely defined standard. Web three has some standards about it, but there, there's, there's still some, some, some play in there. So it's like, okay, can you claim you're a web three site? Sort of. 
Um, that, that's the, uh, again, give it a couple of years, wait for the Web3 standards to really suss out. You've got to have this, this, and this to, 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 to call it that, and then it'll be fine. It's just technology needs to mature. Well, and, and the problem is, is that there's a problem with decentralization because there's not a central authority deciding per se what decentralized means, what Web3 means. You're going to have that being subjective to whoever's trying to explain it. We could have one definition for it. You could uh, go out there and, and you know scroll through Twitter and find 10 or 12 other people who have completely different definitions for what all that means. So I think the whole the whole aspect of this is is causing a lot of friction between those. And I hate, I absolutely hate when people try and define and say, yeah, we're a web three company. No, you're not. Even so if is, take... is this is this really a, a catchphrase that people are using to to validate themselves or something that you hear a lot? Well, I don't know. I don't know about validate themselves. Sounds like, but it's it's a hot like a marketing, marketing buzzword. Yeah, like a marketing term. It's just one of the many things they throw on top. And I, I would like to see a lot of these, a lot of these projects who who talk the buzzwords of Web three and decentralized. I would like to see something that we can at least point to that's actually Web3 or actually decentralized. And using that term so loosely, because you and I have argued like crazy about that on, on Faz Radio here. And you could you could loosely say right now that the Kraft Cheese Company is decentralized because you can find a reason to say somebody isn't controlling this part of the process. Oh my God. Okay. So yeah, people do that all the time. What about uh, low sugar, no sugar, no sugar added, you know, uh, diet, whatever. There's all these, th this is, this is something that should be painfully important. Regular everyday products here. I should be uh, probably bigger, right? There we go. Regular everyday products have this all the time. You got to read through all their bullshit marketing. Uh, they're, they're like, you know, we've got the lowest sugar of every cereal out there. And you go look at it and they're like 16 grams of sugar for one spoonful or something. And it's, and it's, you do your research and, and you know, there's always a caveat. There's, there's, there's always some sort of little marketing thing they put in there. You're like, well, the way that they said it, I guess it's right. Great. Crypto's doing this too. They've come up with their own catchphrases and, and, and diet and no sugar added kind of shit, you know. Organic, that one's really fun because uh, USDA organic is different than than other definitions of organic. But then USDA organic is is almost pointless uh, the the way that they they set it up. So okay, you want to start arguing about Web two and Web three and that we're a Web three. Maybe the very fact that a wallet is hosted is good enough. Where's a standards organization to stop this? That's that's what I mean by these technologies need to mature. So in a few years, that's when well. Governments do that. Governments decide what these standards are. And they said, this is organic. This is Web3. When, pe when people refuse to get along themselves. That's all. So, so who should be the authority on setting those standards? Is that, is that the people? Is that the government? Is that the project themselves? Maybe, maybe that's part of the white paper or the, uh, the FAQ. 
defining, setting those definitions of what they define Web3 well, as, what wanna, they define if, decentralized as. If you as. want to talk about crypto as being decentralized, then I would say nobody can. It would have to be a decentralized organization that would have to come up with that. So maybe a DAO could come up with that. The the But that would be the almighty crypto DAO who then could be pointed to as being centralized. You see the there's chicken and the egg here with everything, every road well, we go down. It's it's so tough. what what okay what what I'm saying as far as having an organization means that it's not going to be a government and people can choose which organizations they agree with. If you had just like uh, I think we said this before, um, people like to look to consumer reports to uh, to determine whether a product is good or bad. But there's competitors out there, competitors out there. Consumer Reports just happens to be the, the, the most well-known one. So they're kind of the leading authority in a way. The same thing would, would happen with any decentralized standards. If you had a decentralized organization that everyone accepted as pretty good, there you go. Uh, that, that would be where the standard, they'd simply put out standards and then people would just agree to go by them. Uh, hopefully it would be one that's chosen in a decentralized way. I think that that organization has yet to be created yet, does not exist yet. Uh, and it's going to take a lot of, of creativity to make an organization like that. And make. Uh, I, I think if, if people who are able to join the organization and, and in a decentralized way, and be able to vote for this organization <laughs> in a decentralized way, maybe you might get somewhere. It, but it, it's until that happens, until an organizing factor comes about, no, it's not going to happen. The Web3 standard so, will always be something that you bitch about. Well, well, so if, if you were to, we have a definition of what Web2 is, and that's, that's pretty much accepted. And if you can come up with a list of things, and this is what I was going to suggest our next topic to a, a way to attack the topic with the FAS standard, is we know the definition of a Web2 or traditional company. And we could, if we had 10 metrics for what a traditional company stands for and, and their business practices and their security and how, how things are conducted and how things are sold and who the regulators of that are. We can take and we can put at least a, a score on them for that to begin with. And if they don't fit any of those metrics, it could possibly be headed towards that Web3 side. I thought maybe attacking it from that angle might be a better way to start rather than bickering about, you know, what uh, what of these metrics that we have here are actually metrics that are defined as a Web3 or decentralized entity. What do you think? Okay. Sounds good. Want to start us out? Well, I, I mean, going through all of that, so, so let's use your example that you talked about a few minutes ago with um, the login process. Um, even if you have a MetaMask wallet, you can also have a centralized Web2 login. Meaning, uh, I can, uh, if I connect my wallet and I can't transact on that platform without my wallet, I would call that Web3 enabled. 
as far well, as the you would call it web3 enabled because that you call web3 enabled simply because it has one technology feature of of what's con, what's considered web3 right now right right because well because with with gala games right i don't need my metamask wallet to log in but i can use metamask to access what's in my wallet so that is a very small part it's primarily that traditional side with a little tiny bit of the Web3 uh, ability sprinkled in. Well, that, okay, so you just kind of made your own point, which is if they can log in, uh, in in a Web3 way, that it is Web3. Now, they could say that they're Web3 enabled because you do no, no, control I, the wallet. No, I didn't say they can log in Web3. You can, there was early testing where you could, I guess, connect your MetaMask to Gala, but then you couldn't go back to the account that you had created with them. Once you switched over to the MetaMask login, you were kind of so, so what, stuck. What Gala Games is essentially, or what their website is, is they're a, not, they're, they're a wallet provider that's not MetaMask. They're a browser-based wallet provider you can um they do all the things on the gala games website that metamask does it's just server-based where actually i don't think metamask is um metamask i believe is client side and gala games is server side um i'm not sure i don't have enough information to know if gala games can actually figure out your passphrase uh to the wallet i would suggest that they don't know it uh, however, if you do use their wallet, their server-based wallet, they they have additional passwords that you'd have to type in in order to get money out of the wallet. So if anything, they're like MetaMask, but just a little bit more secure, and it's server-based. So in that sense, is a server-based crypto wallet Web3? I'd say possibly so, because you do have the keys to it, and you can go reconstitute it on MetaMask. You know, it's it gets into those marketing terms. I think they could probably get away with saying it, but you'd be like, "Hey, that doesn't feel right." It's like having yeah. a no sugar added ice cream with twelve grams of sugar, finding out that most of the sugar comes from the milk, and it's like, "Uh, well, that is, it's not sugar free." <laughs> you know, there's not granules in it, but there's well, what, there's well, still sugar. Well, that's that's the thing about sugar free. What does sugar free mean? That no sugar was added because now they have no sugar added. That and that's. Sugar-free, when I was a kid, sugar-free was something that nobody put sugar in. But, of course, there's natural sugar in there. And now no sugar added was, okay, um, it's not sugar-free, but we didn't add any sugar either. <laughs> yeah, I, you know. So I, I think I think Gala has a, a, a way to claim that they're Web3, but in, but in a more marketing term way. I've been using, I've stopped using the term Web3 gaming. I've been using just blockchain gaming because it. there's no doubt they're using a blockchain for recording a lot of their stuff. So I, I, I'm okay, my own definition wise, I'm okay calling them a blockchain gaming uh, company, but I'm not, I'm not ready to, to give them that Web3 title yet. There's others that and are who out are there. You? It's not just Gala. Who are you to give them that title? I I am a a contributor to the FAS standard, which will help set 
those metrics uh, going forward, and hopefully they're adopted. Uh, I know Nate's got his Blockham's Razor, which will be another tool that will uh, fold right into the FAS standard as far as giving tools to people to assess these uh, their favorite coin, their favorite game, their favorite NFT project. And all of these together, I think, will give us a, a really good sense of what that is. The last part of this discussion that I wanted to, to pick your brain on, because I thought you might have a, a very interesting take on this. What about the other side of that? What about the, the mentality of the Web3 people? Are they demanding too much by saying, okay, it's got to be all open source. Everything Web3 has to be open source, that it has to be completely trustless, and it has to be completely permissionless. Well, the concept is that is that a reasonable expectation to have? Well, if, if I if I get if I get this correctly, the concept of Web three is that no company is controlling things, and that all this this security is uh, uh, decentralized, or, or not just security. Everything everything about a project or a lot of things are decentralized. Um, in that sense, if something is decentralized, you can't have private code. You'd have to have open source because this decentralized uh, infrastructure would have to would have to pull code from somewhere. That's okay. You can make very highly secure code from uh, open source code because it's the keys that matter. Now, of course. Figuring out how to provide secret keys in, in a decentralized way is going to require some sort of centralization to hold the keys. Uh, unless those keys are automatically generated and no, no one is ever able to see them. Um, whatever the case is, yes, if you're going to have something Web3, you're going to have to have it done in a decentralized fashion, which includes open source and all sorts of open things about the project. Um, I don't think that there's any completely decentralized projects out there yet in, in the absolute sense of the word. Right. And, and that's what I'm, I'm asking. Is it, you, you, so because of that, you think it's unreasonable for the community to expect all three of those metrics of, of completely web three, completely decentralized. Is that fair? How informed is the fucking community? Because my understanding is that there are a bunch of degens right now and there's some <laughs> smart people in them. Um, sure, some elements of the community uh, can, can certainly have some, some right to demand things. Um, but uh, again, who are we talking about here? Uh, how intelligent is this community? If, if you're just talking about just gener general members of the community... I'm not sure if, if any projects communities are, are organized enough to be in a position to demand anything. I mean, are we talking unions here? Because there, there, now you can start demanding things. Well, isn't isn't a DAO a form of a union? It's kind of a, a, a upgraded 2023 version of a union. No? Well, my understanding of a union is is that it's a uh, it's a company. That, ha that has a lot that is designed to have a lot of pull to represent other people 
And so they, they can make yes. deals where the individuals cannot. That is what a DAO does. And they, they raise money instead of union fees. They're buying DAO tokens. And they have a group of people who are gamers, let's say, like a guild type thing. Maybe so. And they're banding together to try and get a better deal with a gaming company. I, I'm sure there's That's, other... There, I'm sure there's other entities out there where people band together. I mean, religion is one of them. So is, is it a form of religion? Yeah, you could say it's religion. It's a union. It's, it's, it's a, uh, you know, it's a, it's a syndicate. Syndicates are, are, are very anarcho, anarchical in, 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 in their, their design. But of course they all fall into centralized patterns after a while. The, I think, again, crypto wants to be decentralized, but it's going to be a long time before we see it. Uh, and then when it does, I think it might just catch on. But I'm, I'm wondering how quickly that the crypto Google will come in into focus, maybe about 10 years, 15 years. That, that might well, be too, too small, short of time. So so that dovetails into something I, 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 I do want to pause like that. We're having a really good discussion on this. But you mentioned Google. I'm pretty sure I, it was Microsoft that I read it that they're gonna they're gonna put Open GPT, uh, the AI engine. They're gonna introduce that into their search engine, so it'll be kind of a an open AI sort of decentralized ish kind of search engine. What do you think about that? Is that is that a good thing this early or do you think it needs development yet? Okay, so so we're talking about different technology altogether, but um okay, back in the early days of a telephone, you didn't you didn't have numbers that you dialed. You simply call the operator and ask you to connect you to Mr. Jones or Mrs. Smith or, or something like that. Um then after a while it became automated because it was just too much for individual humans to do and <clears throat> A lot of people on the phones, and so you you start typing in your numbers. Um, Google right now, you 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 have to kind of type things in, but you don't know what to ask for. And what you really really want, oh, maybe I should have used the library. <laughs> when you go to the library, you can go up to the librarian. You can say, "Hey, you know, I'm thinking of a book. I don't know the name, and I don't know the subject, but I know it has to do with this." And the librarian, with with her knowledge, can sit there and go, "I know exactly what you're talking about." Maybe pop pop up three or four books with Google. You can't just, you can't do that. You can't just say, well, I mean, you better know some words that are in the document or you're, you're screwed. But so having an AI that you can quiz to find out the information, that's a good idea. So you could say, Hey, I'm looking for a document. I don't know what it is, but it was made in 1984 and it had to do with, I don't know, um, bottle caps and the AI could question you long enough, could question you long enough to figure out, okay, uh, are these older bottle caps or younger bottle caps? You know, and eventually, we we call those like wizards in in uh, in older applications and older help files and stuff like that. Right? Yeah, it's yeah, just, I remember those. So AI would be a really advanced wizard that can that can relate a lot of things. I think that's good because right now there is not enough humans out there with knowledge of the entire internet to be useful. So AI in that case isn't taking anyone's jobs. Um, I know what what you're worried about with AI, you know, with AI art, and AI music, people are worried that art and music will will you could start generating ten, hundreds of thousands of, of pieces of art and, and music every month and put all artists out of business. That's kind of another story, but I don't have a I mean, that's that's a kind of another subject. 
but I, I have no problems whatsoever with, with AI replacing Google. I want to tell Google, just go fucking find this, and then it finds it. In fact, Alexa is, is, is a very rudimentary version of that right there. You're just like, Alexa, just play me some music from this, ba from this band. What about their third record? I forgot the name. Done. To do that manually yourself, you'd have to get on Google, find the band, list all their records. Oh, I found the name. Then go to YouTube, do this, do that. When, when you just want to toss something off and just have somebody solve it for you. You just uh, showed your age there by talking about records. <laughs> oh, I said records? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're old fucks. Um, so... I, I do think that is a, a very good idea. The, the problem is the reliance, right? We've seen Google basically take over our lives. I, I At work, I tell the young people, you know, they'll be like, oh, how do I do this? I'm like, hey, go talk to your best friend, Google, because Google will tell you whatever it is. If You can even be fairly vague with it. And it'll if you if you hit the next button long enough, you'll find your answer. Um, with, with AI, it'll, it'll take that away. It'll allow the voice in there, but then you have to worry about what that AI base is, is learning from because that, that in itself is going to determine the type of result that you get. Okay. So that, that sounds like you're talking about an AI training standard which i don't think exists yet but soon they will because it's one thing to have an ai that can help you it's another thing to know how much the ai should actually know um i mean when you go to the ice cream store the ice cream shop to buy an ice cream you really don't want the ice the person serving you ice cream to know your entire credit history um so that's <laughs> that's obviously information that that human does not need to know so right? I think all the, the need to know, I, I think a certification on what an AI needs to know will make that AI a lot more useful. And so if they can certify, I don't know, maybe you want to uh, make some guitar music and you could start saying, well, I would like you to put together an AI that has knowledge of these composers, which are, of course, all dead. Um, and... <laughs> And if I want to add knowledge of this composer, I'll have to pay one cent royalty to this guy who's alive and this other guy who's alive. It's it's a it's a way to make money. So I can certainly see standards coming in there when you start putting together how smart your AI is. And once you do that, you pick those 14 things you want, um, then it makes an AI with just the right amount of smarts that you need. But it's going to take an AI to walk you through the process. <laughs> So you have an AI that'll teach you how to use the AI. So you have Clippy teaching you how to use Super Clippy. Well, the the AI that 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 helps you put together a proper AI will just know about how to put one together. But it'll be very conversant and and be able to you know understand your your strange regional dialect and your your weird aphorisms and stuff like that. Interesting, definitely interesting. Um, we are at the one hour mark. Uh, tonight's show, we have people busy tonight. We don't, we don't have many viewers on, but do the viewers that are there have anything they want to talk about here tonight? Cause we're, um, we wanted to hit that community. We wanted to hit web two versus web three. 
And we wanted to, I really wanted to dig into that community thing. And I think we did a really good idea with community expectations and both sides of those. Crickets. Where's my cricket noise maker there? Yeah, you need one of those little uh, podcast things. What are they called? The sound files? Soundboard. There we go. Well, no, you could do it right here in StreamYard. Uh, I just don't have where I, mean, I I didn't poke those buttons. We got to do um, that. Let's see. It's this button when I type th- when I press things like that. I can't hear it though. Can't. Hear- no, I can't hear it. Well, then I wouldn't play that for you. So in the little background music <laughs> thing, where you can add music and you could just make it a little clip of, of crickets or whatever. We need to get a a large picture overlay of Donald Trump with the with the wrong thing on there and then get the the voice on there and I can push that button when you're wrong. So all memes will be approved by Faz. <laughs> all right, are we are we done? I think we're done. And we we didn't even have a Faz story time right here either. No, we've we've got to set that up and we got to start recording those. Um I also, I got so wrapped up in tonight's discussion, I didn't uh, keep along with the chapters tonight for the first time in about four weeks. So uh, chapters will be done tomorrow. Okay. On that (laughs) note, uh, we're going to end this one. Thank you guys for for coming by. And uh, we will see you again next time on Faz Radio. Woo! Where's my button? Here's my button. We have an outro, but first I got to find. Nope. That's the background. Oh my goodness. You've done this 109 times. Let's mute the Titan. He is now muted. Oh, 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 wait, wait, Titan. We have our uh, pre-recorded outro to do. Uh, Can you like say your thing so that people will know? Oh, absolutely. Hey, like, subscribe, and throw some comments below. That helps us, which in turn helps us provide you with much, much better content every week. Thanks for being a listener. Thanks for supporting the channel. And thanks for sitting through our pre-recorded outro.